He says, listen to me, O islands, and pay attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named me. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has concealed me. And he has also made me a select arrow. He has hidden me in his quiver. And he said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will show my glory. But I said, I have toiled in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely the justice due to me is with the Lord, and my reward with my God. And now says the Lord, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God is my strength. He says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also make you a light of the nations so that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray, God, that you anoint this message tonight, anoint this service, Jesus. Father, just illuminate your word tonight, God. Let me communicate what you've put in my heart, what you've revealed to me through your Holy Spirit. Let me communicate it in a way to where it's understood, to where it impacts, to where it changes lives, God. We know that your word, Lord, will not return void. And so, Father, we're believing upon you today. But, Lord, forgive us for all of our sins. Wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood. And, Father, let me decrease as you increase, God. But speak to us tonight, Holy Spirit. Speak to us tonight, Holy Ghost. We need something that we can go forward in these next week, these next years, these next months, whatever it may be, God. So, Father, I just ask you, God, tonight, Lord, to speak to your children, to speak to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand, praise, amen. I want to kind of take a look at this text tonight, and uh, I want to talk to you about God's arrow, amen. And I want to talk to you about becoming God's arrow. And I want us to kind of take a look at this group of scriptures right here in chapter 49, amen, and I want to give you a little bit of background concerning uh, what's going on here in the time and the history of Israel, and of course, as we look here at this time, amen, this is a time that was filled with all kinds of troubles, amen, all kinds of challenges, and as we begin to look, the, uh, this, at this time, this is about 900 years before Christ's birth, 
And what we begin to see is this is at a point where King Solomon then was to pass away and to die. And his sons weren't able to decide who would begin to step in and lead in his place. And what began to happen was that the kingdom was beginning to become divided. In other words, it's like a church split. Are y'all with me? Here we are, the leader passes on, amen, and the sheep or the people are left trying to figure out what's next. And so what began to happen then is there began to be a kingdom that becomes divided. Now there was nine tribes from the southern kingdom known as Judah, and there were three remaining tribes from the northern kingdom known as Israel. And so what happened is they entered into a time of great stress and a time of fighting between these two kingdoms. The one great nation of Israel has now been split and is in trouble. Now, I want to move forward just a few years from there, amen, because what we begin to see uh, shortly after that is we begin to see Egypt rise to power, and Egypt begins to start conquering land, amen, and then Assyria begins to rise to power, and it begins to conquer land. And so what you have is the Babylonian Empire that is rising in power and conquering the land. So what you have, amen, is evilness is taking over. Are y'all with me today? And so I want us to kind of look at this for just a moment because there's some things that I want to reveal concerning this scripture. And I want it to relate to us, amen, when we look at it in regards to Israel, I wanted to look at it concerning us. Are y'all with me today? And what I want to talk to you about a little bit tonight is God's arrow or becoming God's arrow. And I want to look at this text that we opened up in here today. And I want to start in verse 1. He says, listen to me, O islands, and pay attention you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named me. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has concealed me. And he has also made me like a select arrow. Another version, the NIV says, amen, like a polished arrow. Somebody say a polished arrow. Did you know that God wants to make you into a polished arrow? Did you know that God has called you from your mother's womb? Hello, somebody. Did you know that God has got a great purpose and a great plan for your life? He's got a great destiny in mind for your life. Are y'all with me today? 
He says, he has also made me a select arrow. And he goes on to say, and he has hidden me in his quiver. Now, I want to talk a little bit about this arrow for just a moment. Are you all with me today? And I want to kind of begin to look at for a moment in regards to an arrow, the process, amen, that it goes through in order for an arrow to be created, to be developed, amen, and to be effective for what its purpose is. Because God is wanting to develop us into some polished arrows. God is wanting to develop us into something that is going to make a great impact for the kingdom of God. Do y'all believe that God wants to do something great in your life? And so I want to kind of look at that a little bit today. Amen. I like in verse 2 where he says, He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In other words, he's made it to where, amen, the words that I share, amen, they're powerful. Hello, somebody. The words that I share, they make an impact. The words that I share, they bring life and they bring transformation and they bring comfort. They bring healing. See, I want you to know today that God wants to use your life. That God is looking for those that will be God's arrows. Now, before I can get into that, I want to share with you just a little bit about the process of making an arrow for just a moment, if you don't mind. Amen. Because God wants to begin to develop us, amen, into something that is going to be effective and is going to be great. And it's important that we allow God to take us through this process, amen, so that we can begin to reach as far as God has planned for us to reach. Are y'all with me today? See, God has a purpose for you greater than, amen, just something small. And really, that's what he was telling these people right here, the people of Israel, amen. He was beginning to tell them, he says, not only do I want you just to heal those of Jacob and those in this area, but he says, I have a plan for you, amen, to be able to reach the nations, to begin to reach the Gentiles, to begin to impact in such a way, hello, somebody, I have planned for you to go further than what you could uh, even begin to imagine. See, sometimes we settle, amen, for less than what God has for our lives. Sometimes we settle because we're not willing to allow God to develop us in certain areas. Amen, because we're not willing to let God take us through the process of developing us into a polished arrow. Somebody said, polish me up, God. So I want to take you through that process real quick, the process of arrow making. You know, in the first part of that process, if you'll put that up there, my first point, 
The first part of the process to making an arrow is the pruning process. You know, God will take some broken twigs and make it into something great. God will take, amen, uh, some broken sticks and polish them up and use them, amen, to do great things. And I want to look at that. So the first part of that process is the pruning. And the pruning is actually what takes place in the process of, uh, of, of making an arrow in the pruning process is we, they, they cut away the obvious imperfections, amen, of a dead branch. The obvious imperfections. That's the first part when they're making an arrow, amen, is they take the obvious imperfections, amen, and they begin to cut that part away, amen, in order to prepare it. Are y'all with me today? Now, when we're talking about an, a, a, an arrow, everything on a perfect arrow must be perfectly conformed to that arrow head. You have the head of the arrow, and everything else has to be conformed, amen, according to the, from the head. Are y'all with me today? Now, the reason why that's important in regards to us is because in order for us to begin to be effective, amen, in our lives, how many of y'all know that Jesus must be, amen, the head of our life? And everything, amen, has to be conformed into the image of Jesus. Now, Romans 12, 2 tells us this, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, there's got to be a pruning process that begins to happen, amen, in order to prepare you to be effective in the kingdom of God. Are y'all with me today? Because God wants you to be effective. And he wants you to be effective long term. Not just for a short while. God is good, Amen. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. See, during that pruning process, amen, now, everything points back to the head, amen, and Jesus is the head. We've got to begin to allow God to prune these sins that so easily entangle us. We've got to begin to allow God to prune, amen, the things of the world, amen, that are hindering us. Hello, somebody. In other words, we've got to begin to separate ourselves. Now, I don't know about you, but, you, you know, I want to be used by God. We all want to be used by God, but are we willing to go through the process in order to be used by God? 
And then sometimes we want to be used by God and God begins to use us, amen, but it doesn't last, amen, because we weren't, amen, properly prepared for what God wanted to do. Are y'all with me today? See, God wants to shoot you out there far. God wants to shoot you even farther than what you think that he wants to shoot you. Come on now. He was telling the children of Israel, I don't just want you to reach what's right here. I want you to reach the nations. I want you to reach the Gentiles. God is good, amen. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being changed into his likeness from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. God is good, amen. And so what this part of this process or this pruning process is, is sanctification. Somebody say sanctification. See, you've got to go through the sanctification process. And each and every one of us are going through the sanctification process till the day Jesus takes us home. But if we're going to be effective in the kingdom of God, if we're going to be effective in our ministry, if we're going to be effective in our lives, amen, we're going to have to have some pruning and we're going to have to have some sanctification that begins to take place. We can't be conformed to this world anymore, but we've got to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Somebody say sanctification. Now the next part of this, I'm going to go a little deeper now. The next part of this arrow making is the sanding process. Somebody say the sanding process. So we start out with some pruning and we get all the obvious stuff. You know, the drugs, the alcohol, the, you know, lying, you know, the cheating on our taxes. Don't worry, I'm not worried about what you, I'm not looking at your taxes. That's, that's you and, between you and God. Are y'all with me? But the sanding process, the first one was the obvious stuff. Amen, the obvious stuff. But the sanding process, amen, these are the imperfections that might be hidden. Amen. Or maybe hidden in our hearts. Are y'all with me today? See, when, when you're sanding it, when you're sanding the arrow, amen, you're sanding it to get all the imperfections out. Because that arrow's got to be just perfect. It's got to be just perfect in order to accomplish, amen, what it was set out to accomplish. Are y'all with me? And so the sanding process, amen, is working on the hidden things. Not just the obvious things, but the hidden things. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 20 says, For I fear that perhaps I may come and find you not what I wish, and that you may 
find me not what you wish, and that perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, conceit, and disorder. Are y'all with me today? Now, the, now, this arrow has to be perfect, amen, in order to hit its mark. And did you know if there's hidden sin, even if it's in your heart, which includes, amen, quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, conceit, and disorder, did you know that that can cause the arrow to miss the mark? Did you know that sin is when you miss the mark? That's what sin is. It means you missed the mark. Now, we're talking about one of God's arrows that's really going to make an impact, amen, and reach far out there. Hello, somebody. See, it's important that you get that sanding process down, amen, and you go through that process in order to get the hidden stuff because otherwise the hidden stuff will pop up later, amen, when you've already been shot out, amen, and what will begin to happen is that stuff will begin to rise up. And it might make, amen, what you were intended to do to be short-lived. It might be short-lived. Hello. Because how many of y'all know jealousy can cause you to do some real weird things? Jealousy can cause you to do some real crazy things if you don't have it under control. How many of y'all know anger can get you in a whole lot of trouble if you can't control your anger? Now, mind you, God's trying to prepare you for something great. Everybody wants to be used by God, amen, but they want it today. Amen. They wanted all the, the great things today, but God's still in the process of preparing your arrow. God's still in the process of preparing the arrow. Hello. 1 Peter 2 and 1 says, so put away all malice and all guilt and insincerity and envy and all slander. Now, I'm going to share a few things with you real quick. Torah comes from the Hebrew word Yara, which in an archer's term for instruction that leads one to hit the mark. Amen. But the Hebrew word for sin means to miss the mark. So God's word leads us to hit the mark while sin causes us to miss the mark. And sometimes if we don't have enough of God's word in us, if we don't have enough of God's word in us, we can get shot out and we can end up missing the mark that was intended for our lives. Are y'all with me today? 
I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss the mark. I want to get everything God had for me. God is good, amen? Somebody said we need some sanding. See, the sanding gets the stuff that's not always necessarily seen on the surface. He's got to take a special eye to be able to see <laughs> those little imperfections. And God wants to get the little imperfections where they need to be. Amen. So that you can be effective as God's arrow. Now the next part, amen, was the fletching. And this is the placing of the feathers on the side of the arrow. And what this does is this stabilizes it when it's in flight by giving it balance. So in other words, and, and just so you know this, what they would do is they would take those arrows, I mean, excuse me, those, uh, they would take those feathers and they would either take them off of one side of the bird or the other. They wouldn't take one off of one and one off the other. And the reason why is because it would be unbalanced. So they would take both of those feathers off of one side of that bird, amen, and they were the ones that created to give it, they would stabilize it in flight. Are y'all with me today? Now, I want you to look at that because there's something that's really important that we need to grasp, amen? Amen? Because first of all, we need to be all or nothing for Christ. But how many of y'all know when God is going to be using you in the way that he wants to use your life, amen, it's going to be important that you are stabilized in flight, because if you're not stabilized in flight, you can be in the middle of walking into what God is wanting to do and use in your life, amen, and you won't be able to begin to go as far as God has intended you to go. You won't be stable when the, when the things come against you. Hello, somebody, because I'm going to tell you right now, if you're going to serve in God's kingdom, there's going to be some things that come against you. There's going to be some people that come against you. There's going to be some trials. There's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some tribulation. There's going to be all kinds of things. Amen. You've got to have some balance, and you've got to be stable in flight. Are you all with me today? Somebody say, God's polishing me. Somebody say, it's okay. So that fletching is place, the placing of those feathers. You know, the good thing is this, that Jesus told us that he would give us someone to help us and to guide us. Are y'all with me today? He said he would give us the spirit of God that would guide us in our lives, that would keep us balanced, 
as we walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Hello? And he says, I'll give you a new heart. Are y'all with me today? The next part of that preparation is the cresting. Somebody say the cresting. And the cresting is the marking of an arrow in order to identify to whom that arrow belongs. So they would take the arrow and they would mark it, it's called cresting, in order to be able to tell who that arrow belonged to. Are y'all with me today? So my question to you today is, do people look at you and know that you belong to Jesus? See, God's trying to, amen, put on you an identity where when people look at you, they know that you're a child of God. When people watch the way you conduct yourself, they know you're a child of God. When people listen to you speak, they know you're a child of God. When people look at the way you live, they know that you're a child of God. See, God is cresting you, amen, through this process and preparing you as God's arrow. You're not just any arrow. You're God's arrow. Amen. Come on, somebody. And so we ask ourselves, amen, when people look at me, can they tell I belong to Jesus? When people listen to me, can they tell I belong to Jesus? Now, John, in chapter 13, 35, he said this. He said, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Are y'all with me? See, the stamp that God puts on you is his Holy Spirit. And if you're walking in the Spirit and God is transforming you, hello, you're going to start to look like him. He's creating you into his image. God is good, amen? The Lord is good. Now, when we're talking about an arrow, we don't want just any arrow. We want a good arrow. Hello. Jeremiah 50 and 9 says, For behold, I am stirring up and bringing against Babylon a company of great nations from the north and country, and they shall array themselves against her, and from there she shall be taken. Their arrows are like a skilled warrior who does not return empty-handed. Now, I want you to know, first of all, an arrow can't make itself. Are you all with me today? It's only God, amen, or someone that can create an arrow. So when I say that, I say that to say this. You can't develop into something good and effective and useful on your own. If you're trying to develop into something that is going to be good and effective and useful in God's kingdom, 
It's going to take God to be the one to do it. That means that you're going to have to spend time with God. That means you're going to have to spend time knowing God's word. That means you're going to have to have his spirit in order to develop. Because an arrow can't make itself, but it's God that makes the arrow. So what makes you think that you're going to become everything that God's called you to become? And God's not the one doing the work. You're fooling yourself. The Bible says, I know there's nothing good that lives in me that's in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. You cannot become anything great for God unless you got God in the mix of it. You cannot, amen, become a better person without the Holy Spirit, without the new nature. You can't, oh my God. Keep trying if you want to. He's the one that makes the arrow. It's his arrow. He's the archer. Hello. And he's the one that's going to put you in the bow and pull you back and shoot you forward. Somebody say, quit trying to do it in your own strength. Somebody say, you ain't getting nowhere. God is good, Amen. An arrow can't make it so. And it has a notch or a space at the end of the arrow so it can be placed on the bow by the archer. And when we talk about a good arrow, a good arrow speaks of balance. Because if the arrow goes to the left or the, amen, the arrow is not flexible enough. How many of y'all know we have to be flexible in the hands of the Lord? And if an arrow goes to the right, the arrow is too flexible. Amen. But the God has got a specific target for that arrow to hit. Amen. Now, I want to look at an interesting part of this scripture real quick. Amen. A part that I found quite interesting. See, in this group of scriptures, verse 1 through 6, you see a little bit of the children of Israel. They're whining a little bit. You know, sometimes we tend to whine. And they're, they're whining because they feel like they're on the bench. And they feel like they're not being used by God in the capacity that they want to be. Or that they should be. <laughs> Are y'all with me today? But I want, I want to look back at that verse real quick. Amen. Verse 2 says, He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. And in the shadow of his hand, he has concealed me. Look at that. He's concealed me. He's concealed me. Maybe you're being concealed right now. It's okay. <laughs> There's a time and a place for everything. And he has also made me a select arrow in the NIV version, amen, which is nearly infallible, but today it's not, amen. It is the uh, polished version. 
Now, if you have an NIV, that's okay. It's only missing a few scriptures. But it's not missing this one, so that doesn't matter. Amen. And he has also made me a select arrow, and he has hidden me in his quiver. Are y'all with me today? Now, when we look at this perfect arrow, this perfect arrow, amen, is resting in the archer's quiver. And what? And now, I want you to know this. God is the archer. Are y'all with me today? And it's important so that we don't get messed up or so that we don't get bent or so that we don't get, amen, a, ble a blemish. It's important that we rest in the Lord's quiver. Because if you're not resting in the Lord's quiver, things can begin to affect even a good arrow. That has a great purpose that was designed right. If it's not in the quiver of the archer, it can begin to get bent. It can begin to get exposed to something that it shouldn't. Maybe too much heat. Or maybe too much, too much something that's going to affect it. Amen. Or maybe too much of the world. Or maybe it's up now, and now it's operating in this manner and it's being affected, amen, maybe by hurt. The Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it flow the well and the issues of life. See, if you're not in the quiver and you're trying to go forward, even a good arrow might get messed up. And then if it gets messed up, it may not, it's not good anymore. Ooh. Somebody say stay in the quiver. God is good, amen. We need to rest in the Lord so that we're always ready to be used by him at any given moment. And the most important thing, and this is what we've got to realize, amen, and the question I'm going to ask is, can the arrow withstand the power that's transferred to it by the archer? Because if the, if, 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 if the arrow has got a blemish in it, there's power that's coming from that archer, amen, from, are y'all with me today, from, from that bow that's being transferred to the arrow in order to shoot it out where it needs to go and what it needs to do. And if that arrow, amen, has a blemish or something in it, it may not be able to handle that power that is released. And sometimes, just like in the book of Acts, amen, whenever they got clothed with power from on high in order to be witnesses, amen, and all of uh, Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all of the ends of the earth when that Holy Ghost power is released amen to that arrow amen that arrow better be able to handle it 
When God releases his anointing upon your life, you better be able to handle it. Because if we got the anointing and we don't got the character, we might not be ready to handle it. That's why you got to be careful who you lay your hands on. Don't lay your hands on any man too subtly. God is good, amen. Worship team, if y'all can kind of make your way forward and be sensitive to the spirit. God is good, amen. You know, when we look at these verses, these, the, the Israelis, they were frustrated. This is what they said. Look at, look at verse, look at verse four. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Verse four, put it up there. But I said, I have toiled in vain, and I have spent my strength for nothing, and vanity. Amen. They were frustrated. You ever feel like sometimes you're toiling and laboring for the Lord in vain? Where am I getting? What am I accomplishing? This is how they felt right here. We want to be used by you, God. We're ready. We're this polished arrow. Why are you leaving us in the quiver? We want to be shot out. <laughs> and he goes on to say, I have spent my strength for nothing in vanity, yet, yet surely the justice due to me is with the Lord. And my reward is with my God. Come on now. They're getting a little whiny right here. He said, we're the arrows that you've put back in the quiver. We gave you everything. And now we're on the bench. Amen. That's their situation. But the second part of that verse, the prophet flips it. <laughs> he flips it right there. Amen. Right after they got done whining, he flips it. He said, yet what is due is to me is, the, is in the Lord's hands. Hello. It's in the Lord's hands. It's in the Lord. Somebody say in the Lord's hands. See, God can't. Nobody can stop what God's going to do in your life. Hello. It's going to happen. It's coming forth. Amen. Sometimes, ooh, he might just be developing you a little more. He might just be sanding you a little bit more, just kind of getting those things that was perfect. Ooh, my Lord, come on now. He's just preparing you. He's just preparing you. He's just preparing you. He's just preparing you. He's going through that process. And my reward is with my God. Next verse. And now says the Lord, who formed me from the womb to be his servant. To bring Jacob back to him. So that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord. 
And my God is my strength. Somebody say, he's my strength. And my God is my strength. Next verse. He says, look at this. Because they were wanting to go back home. They were in exile. They were just like, let us go back home and let us just gather the people of Jacob and let us just gather our people, amen, and and let me be the one to reach them. (laughs) And he says this, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also make you a light of the nations. A light of the nations so that my salvation won't just reach right here. Hello. It's not just going to reach just Ben Wheeler. My God. It's not just going to reach Maybank. It's not just going to reach Tyler. It's not just going to reach, amen, uh, Athens. It's not just going to reach Longview. It's not just going to reach East Texas. He says, but I will make you a light unto the nations so that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. To the end of the earth. He's saying, what I'm I'm polishing you up for, what I'm preparing you for, what I'm equipping you for, what I'm pruning you for, what I'm sanding you for, what I'm crushing you for, oh, my God, what I'm preparing you for. He says, it's to to reach the nations, amen, with the gospel. With my salvation, you're not just going to reach your neighbor. You're going to reach them all over. That's what he says. Don't get impatient. Don't get discouraged. Don't grow weary while doing good works. Come on, somebody. Don't do it, he says. Come on, stand to your feet, amen. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, he says you're going to be a light to the nations. You're going to be a light to the nations. You're going to be a light to the nations. Oh, come on now. But you got to go through the process. You got to let God get you ready. You got to let God mold you. You got to let God prepare you so He can shoot you out. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. time for us to take aim at a bigger target you need to let the Lord draw you back and let you fly but remember you got to be a polished arrow because you were meant to fly you were meant to fly you were meant to hit a big target In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God will take a little branch and he'll make it, he'll prune it, he'll polish it, he'll get it ready. Some broken branches tore up. Israel was tore up, man. (laughs) 
They were tore up from the floor. They had all kinds of trouble. Egypt was coming in. Assyrians were coming in. Amen. They were in trouble. There's trouble all around us. There's all kinds of people out there lost and caught in sin and wickedness and evilness. God wants to get you to reach them. He wants to get you to reach them. Come on today. Let's worship the king together. Amen. Let God develop you.